0: Welcome to the Wild and Free podcast, episode 54. I'm Ainsley Arment, and this week, Kristen Mittler, better known as Old Joy on Instagram, shares a bit of her homeschool story and some honest thoughts about this unpredictable lifestyle.
1: So it's hard. It's hard to not fall into that trap of comparing your day to someone else's. I think it's just so important to remember that everyone is doing their best just like you are. The highs and lows of motherhood, is happening to everyone. Plus,
0: our new Leaven Bundle is available right now. We'll talk about what's inside in just a minute. So grab a cup of coffee and join us on the front porch. Let's get started. A few years ago, my friend Hannah introduced me to the art of sourdough bread making, which draws from the ancient practice of natural leavening. A simple mixture of flour and water is left to ferment, and over time, naturally occurring organisms have their way with it. Lactobacilli bacteria and wild yeast grow and multiply within the mixture until it becomes light and bubbly, creating the perfect conditions for a wholesome, flavorful loaf of bread that tastes richer and keeps longer because of the living organisms present in the wild yeast. I love the simplicity of this organic process, even if it isn't the most convenient. I love the purity of an uncomplicated list of ingredients—flour, water, and salt. And I love a practice that comes with beautiful reminders that good things come to those who wait. The similarities of making sourdough to this homeschool lifestyle are not lost on me. Much like bread, our homes are built from their wild beginnings. Our learning environments are the leaven, the life we allow to grow and multiply within them. Each day, our leaven must be made and remade. The process of natural leavening feels like magic, but it's simple chemistry. The process of learning feels like a mystery, but it's simple human nature. My journey of bread making has been comical at times. I've grown in my skills, but I still end up with wonky loaves, undercooked loaves, and loaves that go straight into the trash can. Our homeschooling journeys are anything but perfect. Mistakes are folded in with the purest of intentions. We taint our ingredients with a multitude of humanity. Some days the mess-ups seem irrevocable. Even still, the leaven is there to begin anew. Bread doesn't make itself, and neither do lifelong learners. It takes intention, daily feedings, and passion for the process. And it takes restraint from interfering at certain moments. Organic processes may be slower, but they create richer results in the end. In just a moment, we're going to hear from my sweet friend Kristen Mittler. But first, I have some big news to share with you. These cold February days are the perfect time to enjoy a loaf of warm sourdough or a plate of cookies as we're living and learning with our children together. Just as bread making has principles and practices that affect the outcome, so does homeschooling. This week, our new content bundle, Leaven, is available on the Wild and Free website, It includes articles, tutorials, videos, exclusive podcasts, and stories that are meant to inspire, encourage, and equip you for this holistic journey ahead. And if you subscribe this week, you'll not only get the entire Levin Bundle immediately, you'll also receive last month's Bundle Vision, all of our conference recordings, and a monthly print magazine in the mail. We'll even send you a welcome kit that includes your first issue and a wild and free decal as a thank you. To join us, go to bewildandfree.org slash bundles. Have you ever wondered what the homeschooler next door would say? You know, tell you what it's really like beyond the snapshots of Instagram and quotes from books. When we decided to host the first Wild and Free conference, I knew I didn't simply want to seek out the professionals, experts, or well-known authors. I wanted to hear from the everyday mamas, the ones in the trenches and walking this journey with me, and I wanted others to know they could do it too. In the end, I realized I wasn't looking to create an event, but a community. I've watched friends share from stage for the very first time, having never given a talk before. I've encouraged others to believe they have something to say, and I've had to coax others onto the stage because of nerves. Over the years, we've had the honor of hearing from scores of women, and yes, even some well-known authors and homeschooling pioneers. All I ask from our presenters is that they share their heart, keep it real, and take a chance on vulnerability. This past September, we got to know another beautiful soul when she shared her story at our Franklin Conference. Kristen Mittler is a breath of fresh air for mothers and homeschoolers alike. You might know her as Old Joy on Instagram, from her late-night confessions and classic mom moves, to her adorable children and household chickens. We asked her to share her story and a few things she's learned from her homeschooling journey so far. It's real, a little raw, and I hope it encourages you today. Let's listen in. My
1: name's Kristen. I'm from Ohio. I have four kids. Um, Eleanor, who is 11. Uh, Wolfgang, he is 5. 5. Rufus is four, and Agnes is almost two. I met my husband, I got pregnant, we got married, and then we separated. At the time, during our separation, I was working full-time at a psych hospital, and I was also a case manager, so um, I was working a lot. And my commute was like an hour, away from where we lived. So I didn't see my daughter very much. I was sharing her and working a lot. And it was, it was crappy. It was like the hardest time of my life. It lasted a whole year. I won't cry about it. Okay, so when we um, decided to get back together, I quit my job and we had to think about school for her. So I didn't know any homeschoolers. I wasn't homeschooled. So I don't even know why it came to my head I still don't. The only thing I can figure is that I just missed her from the time that we really weren't together a whole lot, and I just wanted to be with her. So we started homeschooling, and I just went for it. I just picked a random curriculum offline. It was fine. I kept her super active in things because I was, you know, everyone always says, you know, you just got to make sure they're socialized. So she was in way too many classes. She took a cooking class at, like, age five, and... um, (laughs) She was in swimming class and ice skating and ballet and art classes and plus I was teaching her at home and she was just you know I just thought like this is I'm, this is what I'm supposed to do I have to put her in all these things to keep her social and it was going fine I mean we loved it for the most part and then something happened that just was devastating to me and we just, and I decided to put her into public school so she had an ice skating class and at the end of the ice skating class the teacher was giving out little coupons like for free ice skating at open skate or whatever and she was like the last in line and I was like watching her walk through this line and it got to her and she's like and her teacher like bent down you know she was just a little girl and she was like here's a coupon to give to one of your friends and she said just like plain as day no, thank you. I don't have any friends. So she has friends now. It's that's, that's a happy ending. But so I thought I was doing all these great things, you know, because I was putting in, putting her in all these classes, and she was socialized. That wasn't the problem. It's just she didn't really have any like intimate friendships. So that like really shook me, and I put her in school. And it was actually fine. It was so I had um, the boys. During all that, but she went to school and it was fine. We like lived down the street from her school, so I had like quiet time with the boys during the day, and then I would um, we would walk. And her like school drop off was like at the park, so they play at the park, and it was fine. I mean, it, it was working out, but still, a part of me knew that she would come back eventually. Like it never felt like a good fit for us, even though everybody was fine. We weren't exactly thriving either. Anyways, so third grade, there was this terrible teacher. I mean, I don't want to say terrible. She was going through her own stuff. I mean, I don't want to judge her. But she was very unkind to the to the students. Like, she was just unkind. You know those teachers. I feel like everyone had a teacher like that, where you were just, like, afraid to, like, talk to her or whatever. But she was kind of cruel to Eleanor. And she Eleanor would come home, and she would be pretty upset. And, um ultimately she asked if she could come home again cuz we wanted the decision to be hers. We just wanted her to be happy. We wanted her to do whatever would make her happy. So, we were like, yeah, you can come home again. So, now I have four children and we homeschool every day and it's freaking awesome. Like I get to like live my life with these little people every day and they just are so cool and it's it's great and I hope that they wanna homeschool for the remainder of their time, but we really, like I said, we want it to be their decision. Like, if the boys want to try school, we want it, We want them to try school, you know, they have a right to choose um, parts of their life. So, <laughs> anyway, so I had some um, things that I have learned, things that have helped me sort of be in a better state of mind, more confident, ways to, like, know, like, no, you're doing fine. Your, your, your kids are totally fine. So, number one is... Don't compare yourself to other homeschoolers. I would spend hours online trying to figure out how I could perfect our day, trying to follow someone else's schedule and attempts to achieve the ideal homeschool routine. You learn quickly that perfect homeschool doesn't exist and ideal homeschool doesn't either. I don't want this to come off the wrong way, but everybody on um, Instagram is always like watercoloring or doing these Like They're just like the table layouts are so gorgeous. So it's hard. It's hard to not fall into that trap of comparing your day to someone else's. I think it's just so important to remember that everyone is doing their best just like you are. The highs and lows of motherhood, it's happening to everyone. So I've been doing these interviews with mothers for my blog, going into their homes and interviewing them. And it has been so... Eye opening for me because they're women I don't know. It's incredible that even though their life is different, we're all the same in so many ways. Just like seeing another mom like get a snack for her kid is so beautiful to me. That's this wonderful thing you get to do every day is to like get a snack for your kid and we're all doing it. And but we all it's like it's hard to take the time to realize just simple things like that are just so incredibly beautiful and just sorting through what works and what doesn't work and making changes when necessary. I would um, look at other homeschool families and just think we can't even get through a lesson without crying or things like that. Um, So now I try really, I mean, you know, I still compare like the Dickens all the time, but I try instead of look at other families for comparison, you know, you look for inspiration. Just make that switch in your brain. Like, I don't have to compare myself to you, but I can get inspiration from you. And once you stop comparing, you know, like a whole new world reveals itself because you start seeing that, like, oh, you might think she's a badass, but you're also a badass. You're just doing a great job with your kids. And also to remember that your kids don't want that mom anyways. They want their mom and all of her flaws and what she does for them and her love. like They don't want that mom. They want their mom. So Eleanor, she started a book. She wanted to do her own American Girl story. She like spends all day just typing away. And then after each chapter, she'll have me edit it. And it's so wonderful. So she finished her first chapter. And she like, came to us. And she just made this announcement. Just like the most confident, for sure thing. She said, I am just so inspired by myself and I was like yeah you should be and like that was like why can't we just be inspired by ourselves like we can inspire each other in our family like I'm inspired by my two-year-old like something cool she does like that inspires me um number two don't worry about how other people feel about you homeschooling this is such a big one You know, the classic questions, like when people ask me about socialization, I'm just like, is that the only question you can come up with? It's so funny, it cracks me up, it's like, yeah, we just keep them inside, they got little cages, (laughs) and we let them out to go to the bathroom, you know? Uh, It's just so silly, (laughs) but anyways, so I used to be super affected by those questions, but I try not to be, and you know what's best for your kid, you know what works for your family, and you just have to trust that. And I don't have to be like the smartest person alive. I don't have to know anything. I know how to read. I know how to search Google. I know how to ask other people for help. And those are the tools that I use. If I don't understand something, then I just look it up. And and I try to figure it out. Or a lot of times I say, oh, let's wait for Daddy to get home. And then we'll figure that out. (laughs) Because he's really smart. So there are resources out there for you. If you ever feel like you're not smart enough to do something or to homeschool, you love your kids, so you're gonna use resources to teach them. It's as simple as that. Like you're gonna figure out a way because you love them and you care about their education. And also just learning how to be honest with people. Like if you have someone in your life that's nagging you about homeschooling, which I really hope you don't, because that's uncomfortable. But if you do, you just gotta like get some courage and just be like, I understand your concern. This is what works for my family. I appreciate it, and then keep it moving. We'll be back in
0: just a moment. But first, we're hosting a camping experience for families this September at the Wild and Free Farm Village in Virginia. It's a medieval adventure weekend. Join us for three days of adventure as we serve our noble king, search for his lost knights, and seek to reclaim glory for the kingdom. You will be assigned to one of several factions that competes for the king's honour, undertakes conquests, feasts together in the Mead Hall, and celebrates victories with merriment and revelry into the night. But be wary, friends. Enemies of the king lurk at every turn. You know not whether someone is truly friend or foe. You will be given assignments by the king himself, learn new skills from an ancient time and be called upon to protect the village from those who would bring it harm. There will be fun, there will be feasting, there will be fiefdom. To join the adventure, visit bewildandfree.org forward slash medieval
1: Now back to Kristen Mittler. Um, number three, you don't have to be loyal to a curriculum or a schedule or anything that isn't working. If you make a schedule or create a lesson plan and you discover two weeks in that everyone is miserable, then just quit it. Try something else. For kindergarten with Eleanor, you know I wanted to do it right so badly, so I overdid it. I had everything timed out. I had everything like we had to do the same at the same time every single day and I thought that being good at homeschooling meant sticking to that. But you don't get a good result from that. The result is lonely and hostile and grumpy and no one learns. If I'm doing anything right with homeschooling, I think I am very chill now and I think that being chill is so much better. And your kids have fun and they like school. (laughs) So if it's like nine o'clock in the morning and I'm still like drinking tea or whatever and the kids are playing like if um Wolfgang and Rufus they love Legos so if they're playing Legos and they're building and they're happy I don't interrupt that like why would I interrupt that so I don't and I just let them and then when they're done or when they're starting to sort of bicker or um you know it just isn't going well then I'll be like hey let's go Let's change it up. Let's go do some school. Let's go, you know, start on math or whatever. And um, I said, Eleanor is writing a book. So she's been working on that. And I just like a part of me is dying inside because I'm like, oh, my gosh, you need to do math. But like if she's just at it and just firing away and just and just like I, the inside of her head, I just imagine it's like this like little laser show you can't interrupt it like she's doing it like this is like awesome so she's working on the book and that's what that's what I'm going to let her do like that's that's great so and another this has been huge for me and this is like a new realization that I've had lately is don't watch the clock so if you don't have anywhere to be like no appointments no classes whatever don't watch the clock like see a lesson through so if you're sitting down and you're doing a geography project or whatever, and you're in your mind you think it's going to last an hour, and then you got to do lunch, and then you know you have all these you know the motherhood clock of okay this 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 this, but if it's going well, don't be like oh it's noon we have to stop this to move on to that, and then sometimes you're like wow we. You know, we worked on that for so long. Who's hungry? And then we like eat our food, and then like you feel like you've accomplished so much instead of just like feeling like you have to to follow like the school schedule of like the bell rings. Like that doesn't have to exist. Like you can go at your own pace, and then learning is more fun and you accomplish a lot more. Um, I don't know. That's been huge for me. Number four is you don't have to homeschool. It makes me nervous to say that, but but you don't. You don't have to homeschool. If you try homeschooling and it's not working for your family cuz you matter too and like you might be having your own issues that you need to or maybe you just want some alone time with your newborn or whatever it is. If you start homeschooling and you send them to school, you didn't fail at homeschooling. You didn't fail your kids. You didn't fail at being a mom. Like it's okay to send your kids to school. Like no one's going to put you in jail. But I wish someone would have told me that. When I put Eleanor in public school because the guilt was just so intense, you know, I just like I I just couldn't homeschool like she didn't have any friends. I was terrible at it. Like I wish someone would have been like, dude, it's okay. Like, it's fine. Like kids go to school because it is. And I feel like the pressure of that, which is interesting, because if you don't choose to homeschool and you automatically put your kids in school, there's no pressure for that. It's just, it's non-existent. But if you start homeschooling and think about quitting, then there's suddenly all this pressure. Like, no, I have to homeschool. And you don't. Like, you don't. You don't have to homeschool. I think public school's actually fine. And in my situation, homeschooling would have been very damaging for me. I mean, I, like I said, my parents were great, but it was, I think it would have been, like, I needed public school. I did. And every child is different, and you just have to, to go with your intuition and your instincts and... Just do what's best for you and your family, and just take it when you're at a time, and then you're gonna sort it out. Just have to, like, not put so much pressure on yourself, I guess, is my point. Okay, with that being said, the fifth thing I have learned about homeschooling is self doubt will get you nowhere. If I know one thing about moms, it's that we don't think we can do anything, like, at all. We have no self confidence. Um, We love our kids, and we can openly say, oh, I love my kids, but I can't do this, this, or this, or that. I don't know why we do that. Like, Did we do that before, kids? Is it just a woman thing, or is it just a mom thing? Like, I haven't been able to figure that out. Mothers are the worst at forgetting that they're human. We have so much grace for other people except for ourselves. And those I'm failing at at all negative thoughts can take over so fast, and then it makes you grumpy, and especially in homeschooling, like, if I wake up with a bad attitude about the day, like, oh, I'm so tired, or whatever the reason is, I'm hormonal, or, and then you sort of set the tone for the day, and then usually what happens is that's the tone for the day, and then everyone sort of feels that way, and it doesn't flow, and you don't learn as much, and you feel guilty when you go to bed, but the days that I wake up and I'm like, okay, I can do this. This is going to be awesome. Like, just sort of talk to myself and sort of give myself a pep talk every, every day or pep talks every five minutes or whatever you need. Because sometimes you do. And then the day just goes so much better, just having more confidence. Does anybody have a cry spot in their house? Okay, so whenever you are crying in your cry spot, think about... There are literally, this is an exaggeration, there are literally millions of other moms crying in their cry spot. Like it's true. Like you're not alone. You're not the only person or only mom having a bad day. That's so comforting to me. Like I just try to imagine like what other moms look like just like bawling their eyes out. (laughs) But yeah, it's awesome. I mean it's not, but you know, you're not alone. You can do it because you love them, and that is literally the only tool you need. When you mess up and you yell at them, they never think, mommy doesn't love me. They do not think that. They know that you love them. And if you let that love and all the grace that comes with it guide your days, you can always do it. You can raise them and teach them and recognize the importance of other things too. Like taking care of yourself and giving yourselves breaks when you need them. I learned that from my kids because kids are awesome at self-care. They are. Like they take a break when they need it. They play when they need it. They eat a cookie when they need it. They ask for hugs when they need it. So yeah, love yourself fully so you can pour all that love back to them too. And if you have a bad few minutes, It will pass. Don't dwell on it.
0: Thanks, Kristen. So many good takeaways in there. A few of my favorites were mothers are the worst at remembering they are human. Love yourself fully so you can pour all that love back on your kids. And you are never alone. You can hear more talks like this one with a subscription to our wild and free content bundles homeschooling can be a lonely road, dear friend, but we're all in this together. We want to offer strength for the journey with an entire community at your fingertips. To join us, go to bewildandfree.org slash bundles. Well, that's all the time we have for today, but join us again next week for the Wild and Free podcast.